Welcome home. I'm back home in the house of God. One day spent in your house. One day spent in your house. This beautiful place of worship beats thousands. Beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. Let me tell you why you're here. Why you're here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. You're here to be light. You're here to be light. Be light. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret. Not a secret. God is not a secret to be kept. To be kept. We are going public with this. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a city hill. On a hill. The mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest, be the highest of all. The most important place on earth. The most important place on earth. Place on earth. church come on let's clap our hands this morning let's welcome God into this house today come on let's shout let's get happy for the Lord today come on help us out today hallelujah praise the Lord today Hallelujah! shout of praise today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. I hope you come expecting God to do something in your life today. I come expecting miracles today. Amen. I come expecting healings today. I come expecting God to move in our house today. Amen. Here's what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What are you hoping for today? You should have come with an expectation that today is your day. Look at your neighbor and say, today is your day. Come on. Today is your day to get what you need from God. Amen? Hallelujah. He says, you have not because you ask not. So you just need to ask him right now. Come on, say, Lord, just do it right now, Lord. Come on, help. Oh, thank you, Father. Father, we just come today, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house to worship you this morning in spirit and in truth today. Father, we ask God that you would move in this house, Lord. That, Lord, you would touch every life that is represented here today, God. That you would meet every need according to your riches and glory. That you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask according to the power that works on the inside inside of us today, Lord. I pray, God, that souls would get saved, bodies would get healed. Lord, that bound people would be set free in this house today. I pray that your glory would flood the atmosphere, God, that we would get a greater revelation of who you are today, Father. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, God. Move in this house today, God. Let your will be done in this place, Father, as it is in heaven, God. We thank you, we praise you, we magnify you in Jesus' name and amen. So here's what you got to do. You take your faith and you add a little bit of praise and you create the atmosphere for the breeding ground of miracles. So help Joey as he leads us this morning to help us create the atmosphere for, for miracles today. Need all the help we can get sometimes, don't we? Amen. Today's one of those days for me so y'all can help me out, okay? Right now I'm staring down a giant 
Right now I can't see past my pain Right now my songs have turned to silence You never seem so far away But I still believe I still believe There's no heart can rescue no war can win no storm so over it can't start again no pain you won't use no wall you won't break through it might be too much for me but there is no impossible in you Fighting over my battles Right now you're breathing life again Oh, I know you're mighty in my weakness So right now my soul will say amen There's no heart can rescue no one Somebody shout. This will break the holes, break some holes in the atmosphere. When all I see is a battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain move. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. Fight on my knees with my hands lifted I Oh God, battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, battle belongs to you. And if you were for me, who can be against me? 
For Jesus there's nothing impossible for you When all I see are the ashes You see the reality When all I see is a cross God, you see the empty tomb Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. In Almighty Fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. And Almighty Fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. belongs to the Lord. Amen. But the praise is up to us. Hallelujah. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. He won't fail me now and in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. Working all things out. Yes, I will lift you out. The Lord's father. Yes, I will bless your name. Yeah. Oh, I will sing for joy when my heart is happy all my days. Oh, yes, I will. I count one thing, the same God that never fails. Will not fail me now. He won't fail me now. And in the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Oh, yes, I will lift you out in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. Amen. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Are you called this morning? I said, are you called this morning? He's working it out then. He's working it out. Come on, you need to give God some praise right now. You need to shout this morning, clap your hands this morning. Let God be God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. If you do have your Bibles, if you would go ahead and turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter. Uh, we'll jump right into the message this morning. I want to thank everybody that's helped us on the, on the backdrop this week. They've worked uh, every day this week putting the backdrop together. I want to thank those that came and helped us yesterday get the equipment back up and running and, and all of that stuff. But we're not quite done up here. We still got to do some mudding and some painting and, and stuff. But we kind of got rid of the pit that was behind the uh, screen that looked so bad. And uh, so it looks a lot better. Um, thank you, Jewel. <laughs> and so we're excited about what God is doing. Amen. We're excited about what God, God is doing in our church and, and the things that he's doing in our lives. And we're just so thankful that you're here this morning. And we just want to continue this on the thought that we started last week. How many remembers the message from last week? Come on. Shout it out. Help me out. Help. I'm hurt. And so we're going to do part two today out of the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter. And we're going to read verses 46 through 52. And, uh, and so we're going to do that today. And so when you've got your Bible turned there today, just, just shout. You just need to shout. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. Let's, let's read this together this morning. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up. He is calling you. wonder who he's calling in here this morning. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here today. We ask you, Lord, to help to preach this word, God, in truth and love and power and demonstration of your spirit, God, and in word. God, anoint our ears to hear, our minds to understand, and our hearts to receive the word with joy today. I pray, God, that if there's anyone lost, that they would be saved. If anyone is sick, that they would be healed. If anyone is bound, that today is the day of freedom for them, Father. For whom the Son is made free is free indeed. And so, God, we just ask your blessing on this time of the service today. And we just give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. And everybody would say, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. The initial visit. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just going to assume that everybody has a family doctor. If you don't, it's probably a good idea. <clears throat> But you know, when you go to the initial visit of the doctor, it's always accompanied by a bunch of questionnaires and, and forms, and, and you have to fill out all of these forms, right? And you start filling out all these forms, and, and I learned this week that some people are not truthful on the forms. So we, we fill out all of these forms about our health, but also about our family's health. They want to know what our issues are. But we always get to the portion of the form where, where we are asked, does anyone in your family have this or does anyone in your family have that? You know, does high blood pressure, does cholesterol, does cancer? They, they, they want to know all of these things in this questionnaire about your family's history. See, doctors want this information because what they're doing is they're building, they're building a profile of what your health will look like based on the information provided about yourself and your family. 
And so they build this profile. Health, whether it's good or bad, can be passed down from generation to generation. We see in our text about a man by the name of Bartimaeus, and he was a blind man, but the scripture said that he was the son of Timaeus. So when I was studying this, I, I come across that some people believe that the text is literally saying Bartimaeus is the son of a blind man, the son of Timaeus. They, they believe that his father was also blind. Here's, how, here's something that maybe you didn't know or maybe you do know but hadn't thought about it. In, in those days when Bartimaeus was alive, blind, blindness was considered a curse. Blind people were considered cursed. Remember the one story in the scripture where Jesus heals the blind man and the disciples asked him, is this because his parents sinned? As Arsenio Hall used to say, things that make you go, hmm, right? Did his parents sin? And Jesus said, no, they didn't sin. This happened so that, so that you know, they would see the glory of God. But here's the, here's the deeper point. Sometimes we unintentionally pass things down to our children and our children's children. See, I've seen divorce run through generations. Grandma got divorced. Daughter got divorced. Now granddaughter's getting divorced. And all of us have sang this song that Hank Williams Jr. used to sing, I'm just doing the family tradition. See, things get passed down from generation to generation. And we write songs about it and we kind of make light of it, but it is a serious issue. And it could be that the devil you're fighting today has been passed down from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. But I got some great news. I, I, see, we could say that these are generational curses and that they can follow generation to generation until someone breaks the curse. Here's what Galatians 3.13 says, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having became a curse for us, it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus came to break the curse. We see, we do not have to live under the curse. We don't have to get divorced because daddy got divorced and granddaddy got divorced. We don't have to be an alcoholic because the three generations before us were alcoholics. The curse can stop with us. It just takes Jesus to break the curse. Stacy and I were, last night we were having dinner, and she's reading this new book by Craig Rochelle. And uh, she was telling me some, some things about the book, and she was telling me this particular story that's in the book, and I wanted to share it with you today, if that's okay. This guy, he, he, he purchased a dog, a small dog, a small puppy. And so he put the shock collar on the puppy, and he put the underground electric fence. And so the dog, you know, if you know anything about those, when you go up to a certain point, once you cross that point, you get shocked. And you're teaching the dog boundaries is, is, is what you're doing. You're teaching boundaries. But the neighbor's kids would come over and pet the dog, and when the dog would get near the boundary and they'd pet the dog, the kids started getting shocked. So the neighbor removed the electric fence because he didn't want the neighbor's kids to get shocked. And the dog would run up to the border, and he wouldn't cross the border even though the fence had been removed. Even though the owner told him, I've removed the boundary, I've removed the fence, the dog still wouldn't cross the fence because now the dog had believed the lie. And a lot of us 
have believed the lie, and Jesus is saying freedom is right here, but we think we can't cross the threshold. We think we can't cross the line because we've been caught so many times. We've got to the line so many times, and we failed, and we went backwards, and Jesus is saying if you'll just step over the line, if you'll just step past the doorway, if you'll just step into it, I've got freedom waiting on the other side. He told another story. I'll go ahead and share this one. He told another story. They used to play this game, uh, like war with, uh, with flags and stuff. He said, and they got to the point that it was becoming so competitive that they, had a, they suffered a couple injuries. Sounds like me and Herschel, right? He said, but so he had to make a hard, fast rule that you couldn't do any pranks and you couldn't start the game till 8 o'clock. He said he came into his office one day early and he heard something and one of his assistants he don't know if he had been there all night or he came in there super early but he was setting up to prank somebody and so when he opened up the closet there sat the assistant and he thought what am I going to do so he shut the door And he told him, he said, I'm going to lock you in here all day. You're not going to be allowed to come out. But there was no lock on the doorknob. So he grabbed the chair as he had his foot up against the door. And he was going to put the chair under the door handle and brace it so that he couldn't open the door. But the chair was too tall. So he walked away. And he's in this counseling session, and he begins to see the tile moving in the ceiling. This guy had scaled the walls, (laughs) fell through the ceiling tile while he's counseling because he never bothered to try to see if the door was open. (laughs) See, some of us have an open door, but we've never tried to open the door to our problems. Jesus came to break the curse. We don't have to live under the curse. See, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And all of us have believed the lie. All of us have believed things that are not true, and we have been. The Bible says you can believe a lie and be damned. You can believe a lie and get into bondage. You can believe a lie about yourself, and you can have low self-worth because you've believed the lie, even though you're fearfully and wonderfully made. See, Jesus came to break the curse. He became the curse so that we didn't have to be be the curse. He became sin so that we could become righteous. In other words, Jesus took our place. He took our place. You need to shout, help, I'm hurt. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, I always forget YouTube, but we also live stream to YouTube. You can comment in the sections, help, I'm hurt. So here we have this guy named Bartimaeus, and he is sitting on the roadside when he hears that Jesus is passing by. Can I tell you this morning, if you're here and you're hurting and you need help, Jesus is coming by your way today. Today is your day for a breakthrough. Today is your day for a miracle. Today is your day for deliverance. Today is your day for healing. Jesus is coming by. So Bartimaeus begins to shout. He begins to cry, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me on me. What he was really saying was, help, I'm hurt. I need you. I need you to meet my need. I need you to touch my life. So some of the people in the crowd, they begin to rebuke Bartimaeus because he was shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And so they, they, but they told him, they said, don't bother the master. Don't, don't interrupt his schedule. You, you need to be quiet. You need to quit praying. You need to quit talking to him. You just need to mind your own business. Can I stop right here and just preach for a couple minutes? There's always going to be something 
or someone that will try to keep us from Jesus. There's always going to be something or someone that's going to try to keep us from Jesus. The crowd was trying to keep Bartimaeus from Jesus. The crowd was discouraging him from seeking Jesus. See, the enemy wants to silence our voice. That's why praise is so powerful. See, the enemy wants to silence our voice. But if you knew something, you would know this. Our voice is a weapon. I said our voice is a weapon. The lion can be surrounded by his adversaries. He can be hurt, but as long as he has his roar, he isn't defeated. See, as long as we have our voice, we have hope. With our voice, we can speak the things that are not as if they already are. With our voice, we can change the atmosphere through praise. With our voice, we can call upon the Lord. Don't let the enemy silence your voice. Keep praying, keep shouting, keep singing, keep crying out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. See, they, the enemy was trying to silence Bartimaeus' voice, but what he did was he cried louder. Bartimaeus seized the moment. He refused to stop crying for Jesus, our next prayer might be the prayer that brings the victory. I love the encouragement that we can get from Bartimaeus to never stop praying. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Help. I'm hurt. Don't quit praying. Let's go back to our text this morning. Let's look at verses 49 through 52, Mark chapter 10. Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up. He is calling you, and throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and, and followed him in the way. See, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The person who never stops praying can get their miracle. Hebrews 11, 6 says it this way, and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, Bartimaeus believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Here, you may not know this, but all the Jews thought of David, King David, they thought of him as their father, and the Messiah as the son of David. This is why Bartimaeus was crying, David, son of David, have mercy on me. He believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He believed that Jesus existed. He believed that God was and that he was a rewarder of them that diligently sought him. So he just kept crying, David, uh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Here's what he was saying. Jesus, I know who you are. Help me. I'm hurt. I know who you are, Jesus. I know you're the Messiah. I know you come to save the world. I know you can heal me. I know you can deliver me. I know you can meet my need. Help me. I'm hurt. Bartimaeus came to Jesus in faith, believing that he was God and that his faith would be rewarded. Faith will always get God's attention. When Jesus heard Bartimaeus crying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, the scripture says that he stopped. He stopped. 
he turned around because he heard the cry of faith. And he, and he, he was so moved by Bartimaeus' faith that he said, call him. Tell him to come to me. This is what Bartimaeus did. At the call, he jumped up and threw off his cloak. See, he, he had this cloak about him because the cloak identified him as a beggar. He was known as a beggar. He was begging on the side of the road. And so he had this cloak, and it identified him as a beggar. And so the point, the point that I'm trying to make here is, is that the cloak was his identity. The cloak labeled him a beggar. A lot of us this morning, a lot of us this morning, just look around your neighbor and say, he might be talking to you. A lot of us today are wearing labels. I'm not talking about your name brand clothing, your American Eagle. No, 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 no. We're wearing labels. Addict, alcoholic, liar, thief, traitor, pervert, and we could go on and on and on about the labels that we wear. Can we just have a moment of clarity today? Can we have a moment of realness today? How many of us wear labels over our life? I'm not asking you to raise your hand. You need to think in your heart. What label am I wearing over my life? What label? See, the cloak not only identified him, but it also served as a fortified wall. It identified him. It labeled him as a beggar, but it also served as a fortified wall. Watch. We wear labels to hide the hurt. He got real quiet. I think I hit home. We wear labels to hide the pain. We wear labels to hide the wounds. We wear labels to hide the guilt. We wear labels to hide the shame. And so the, the label serves as a fortified wall. See, when he's wearing this label until Jesus calls him. And when Jesus called him, he takes off the label. If we really want healed, if we really want delivered, if we really want touched, we have to take off the label. I should have brought, I should have brought my prayer shawl so I could have had an example and just flung it off. But we wear these labels. See, what we need to do is we, we just need to come to Jesus as we are. We, 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 will, just, we, we will come just as we are. See, here's, here's the problem. Are you ready? As long as I come to Jesus with my label on, as long as I'm wearing my label, hold on a minute. Thank you, Lord. This will help. As long as I'm wearing my label, As long as I'm wearing it, I'm, I'm obstructing what Jesus can do in my life. I'm hindering what Jesus can do in my life. Because I've put a wall up. 
I put issue, I, I, I wear this label and, and it keeps God at a distance because I'm hiding the pain and I'm hiding the hurt and I'm hiding the guilt and I'm hiding the shame and I'm hiding the wounds and I'm saying, that's far enough, God. That's far enough. Don't, don't go any deeper. Don't oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Don't penetrate any deeper. I, I can't let you get in right there. You see, because as long as I'm wearing my label, I'm keeping parts of my heart away from God. But God wants to heal my whole heart. God wants to make me well. He wants to make me whole. He wants me to be so-so that we're going to talk about again here in a few minutes. See, but as long as I'm wearing my label, I'm keeping God out here. Bartimaeus, when Jesus said, call him, he jumps up. He takes off his label and he throws it. What he was saying was, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm throwing it off. I'm letting God heal me. I'm letting God free me. I'm letting God deliver me. I'm letting God touch me. I'm letting God get as deep in my heart as God wants to get. I'm stripping off the labels. And I'm going to come just as I am. <clears throat> oh, he said, I'm not holding back. Reminds me of the woman with the alabaster box. She comes in. She's a prostitute. She's bought this expensive oil. It's, it's cost her a year's worth of wages. But when she comes to Jesus, she doesn't take the lid off of her box. She breaks the flask and she dumps it all out because she's saying, I'm not going back. There's no putting it back in the bottle. There's no going back. I'm breaking it. What some of us need to do this morning is take off the labels and throw them to the side and say, I am not going back. Oh, Holy Ghost, you're in this house today. Here's what he says in Mark 10, 51 and 52. He says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, teacher, let me recover my sight. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Bartimaeus' faith opened the door to his miracle. His refusal to stop praying led to his Miracle. Let me stop right here. I don't care how deep you are. I don't care how wounded you are. I don't care how hurt you are. I don't care how enslaved you are. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Keep praying. It will open the door. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Don't give in. Don't quit. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep marching on. Don't give in. Don't quit because it will lead the way to your miracle. Faith will cause Jesus to ask us, what do you want me to do for you? What? Can you, if Jesus came up to you today and asked you, Jesus, if he said, whoever you are, what do you want me to do? Steward, what do you want me to do for you? BJ, what do you want me to do for you? Joel, what do you want me to do for you? I believe that's what he's doing this morning. I believe he's coming by hearts this morning saying, what do you want me to do for you? 
What, what do you have need of? What, what is the greatest need in your life? What breakthrough do you need? He recovered. He responds. Bartimaeus responds. He says, Lord, let me recover my sight. It's possible. The way this is worded is possible because when you read this, it was common for people to get blind because of the atmosphere and the dirt and the dust that was, everything was there. It's possible that he saw at one time. And now we're saying, I want to recover my sight. See, just look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to all of us. Many of us weren't always bound. Many of us weren't always bound. Maybe we should ask Jesus to help us recover our freedom. Some of us weren't always sick. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus says to him, Bartimaeus, your faith has made you well. The King James Version uses the word whole, W-H-O-L-E, which is the Greek word sozo, sozo. And it means to keep us safe and sound, to save from suffering, from disease. The act of saving from either a spiritual evil state or a physically ill condition. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's got you covered. He's got you covered. We just got to take the labels off. My goodness. We got to stop hiding behind our labels. God wants us to be whole. He wants us to be whole. He said the whole need not a physician. He wants you to be whole this morning. Just shout, help. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I need your help. I'm hurt. Help. Help. I'm hurt. I'm going to ask Joey if he'd come back up and play us some music. I know there's some folks here this morning that you're hurt and that you need help. God wants to help you today. He, he wants to minister to your heart today. Maybe you're here this morning and you're lost, you're cold, you're backslid on God, you're your relationship with God is broken for whatever reason it might be. You're hurting and you need His help. And I'm just going to ask you, with every head bowed and every eye closed and no one looking around, we're not going to call you out, we're not going to embarrass you, we're not going to come back and get you. God can save you right there where you're at. But we're just going to ask you to do something, though. We're going to ask you to just raise your hand and say, Pastor Gary, I'm lost without Jesus. Hold it up high enough for us to see it, long enough for us to acknowledge it. Would there be one person this morning that would just raise their hand and say, there's an honest hand. Is there anybody else that would say, Pastor, I'm lost without Jesus. Is there anybody else who just raise your hand and say, Pastor, he's not the Lord of my life. Is there anybody else this morning? Anybody else today? I'm telling you, there's conviction in this house this morning. Is there anybody else that would raise their hand? There's another hand. Anybody else this morning? Anybody else this morning? You just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I'm lost. I'm lost without Jesus. Anybody else today? 
Maybe you're online and you're lost without Jesus. We're going to put some slides up here in just a moment, and we're going to pray a prayer, and we're going to believe that when you pray this prayer, God is going to save you. And so I'm just going to ask that everybody pray this prayer. Just keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, because I'm not finished here yet this morning. But everybody just pray this initial prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I invite you into my heart to be the Lord of my life. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant it with all of your heart and you gave your life to God this morning and you're in person, would you just raise your hand and say, Pastor Gary, I got saved. There's an honest hand this morning. Is there anybody else? Go ahead. You can celebrate, church. You can celebrate. We celebrate salvations. Is there anybody else? Raise their hand. If you're online this morning, if you would just put in the comment section, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, if you just put in the comment section, I got saved, we'll reach out to you. We'll reach out to you. Church, with your head bowed and your eye closed and, and no one looking around except me, how many of us would be honest and say, I'm hurting and I'm wearing a label? Would you just raise your hand this morning? Hands are going up. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. I'm hurting. And I'm wearing a label. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm not going to pry in your business. It ain't none of my business. You look in my closet, you're going to find skeletons in my closet too. But here's what I am going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to take a leap of faith this morning. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith this morning. I'm going to ask you to come to the altar and find you a place to pray. Say, God, here I am. I'm hurt, and I need your help, Lord. And I'm taking off the And as you're coming up the aisle, take off the label. Take it off this morning and say, God, here I am just as I am. Help, I'm hurt. Help, I'm hurt, Lord. I need your touch. need you, Lord. Just find you a place to pray this morning. Let the Holy Ghost minister to your heart today. Let him touch you. If we run out of space up here, just turn around in your seat and kneel down and pray. Help. I'm hurt. I'm taking off the labels because, Lord, I want you to heal my heart. Oh, heal my heart, Lord. Touch me. Touch me, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Joey, anytime you want to sing that last song feel free. Church, just stand and worship as they pray this morning. Just stand and worship right there where you're at.
This is my surrender. Here is where I lay down every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. And I will make room for you.
Listen. You came this morning, you took your first step. You laid your label down here at the altar. The temptation is going to be to pick it back up. It's going to be to pick it back up. If you're a guy, reach out to me or Joey or Gary Corns or Herschel or Stu, Facebook. We'll talk to you. If you're a woman, Danielle, Stacy's in the back, Jewel, Brandy, reach out to us. We'll help hold you accountable. We'll hold each other accountable. Because all of us have moments of weakness. All of us have temptations that we have to deal with. All of us got history that we got to deal with. And sometimes we just need to talk to somebody before we make a wrong decision. So reach out. Find somebody that you can talk to. And let's leave the label at the foot of Jesus. Let's leave the pain, the hurt, the bitterness, the wound, the bondage, the sickness. Let's just leave it at the cross. Let's just leave it right there. Oh, I feel the presence of God. I believe God is here this morning healing hearts. Just raise your hand right now. Both hands. Just let the Holy Spirit just flood your heart right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, whatever they're facing, whatever they're going through, turn it around. Just turn it around, God. Turn it around. Lord, your presence is in this house. I feel you, Lord. I sense you here this morning. Lord, you're worthy of praise. Lord, you're worthy of worship. Lord, you're just worthy. There's no one compared to you. Lord, there's no one that can do what you do. There's no one that can heal like you heal. There's no one, God, that can fix us like you fix us. Lord, we praise you. Come on, church. You ought to give him a great praise right now. You ought to pray. You could do better than that this morning. You ought to give him a great praise. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to sign off online right now. We appreciate everyone who watched us online today. I hope you'll join us again next week on Facebook or YouTube. We're so excited that you're joining us every week. We hope to see you in person. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just give God another great big praise this morning. Hallelujah. You go before us. Nothing can stand against the power.